to We Talk Facts on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Strick and Lester. We're back. We're back. Talking about the Michael Orr situation and the Tui family, the controversies that's going on with that. Um, I think when we when we talk about that, I think this is where part of the problem happens is because you have a vulnerable young man. You have someone that's been hurting, but you also have somebody where you see potential, you see uh, an opportunity. Uh, and then the next thing that happens is you want to attach yourself to it because you see that there's something. So on the on the upfront, you're you're a blessing. You look like you're a blessing and you take somebody in. Um, the person begins to get close to you and your family. Um, your heart begins. You're bound, you know, because you're you're at a place of vulnerability and when you're in vulnerability what ends up happening is guards begin to get put up because you don't know who's for you who's against you you're you're looking around you don't know who's over the shoulder and those walls begin to come down when there's a sense of love and there's a sense of care and there's a sense of concern and you have an 18 year old man where a family attorney comes to you and you think you're going to become a part of this family family is doing well. They're well off. And the next thing, you know, um, down the road now he did speak and I shout out to Flynn Mo on, on YouTube who, who did a, a segment on him. You can go back and watch. It was a, it was a great segment that it's a two-parter. One is the update of what's going on now. One shout was, out to Flynn Mo. Shout out to Flynn Mo. And uh, there was also another one from him breaking this whole thing down in detail. It's, it's great. And what you see is he didn't want to make waves. He knew that it was not authentic because he's watching this film. He kind of felt embarrassed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how, mm. especially you said it yourself, but the way they portrayed him. Yeah. The way they portrayed him. That was not him. accurate. He, yes. He was embarrassed. But because they're family, in his mind, he thinks they're still family. He thinks he's adopted to this family. And you can look at it because the story is still pretty good it's still a pretty it's good, good story it's a heart-wrenching story. story even though you know you don't know if they told him this you don't know if they just wanted to kind of spin it a little bit to make it you know camera worthy and then later on they talk about you hear the Tui family having a interview and they're talking about a split so the kids benefit Mm -hmm. They've set it up to where the kids get mm -hmm. part of uh, the royalties as well as them. They write in books. They're good in movies. They said it's a five-way split. And, and Michael's like, I ain't benefiting from that. Mm. And that's where the hurt kicks in. And so Flimmo kind of exposed it to him, yeah. showed him a different light because he shouted Flimmo out on it. Yeah. That, man, thank you, because I didn't even know you know that right. that parts are of it i got more to share with you and he so we're, we're probably going to hear more about this as this comes out but well one uh, of the things i wanted to say as you were talking is two things can be true at the same time one positive and one negative right mm -hmm. the true thing is that they took him in mm -hmm. they took him in he was you know poor mm -hmm. needed help needed guidance they provided that right seem like they raised them but the other part of it is the negative side of it is the motives like 
are you what were you doing it for so the one hand looks very good in the public eye and it's very hard for him michael because it's a conflict here it is mm -hmm. he took he was taken out of a situation by this wonderful this perceived wonderful family but on the other hand they got a motive right and that's what's unfortunate about this whole story um so there's the real quick there's a difference between what, what you're talking about the motives there's a difference between a conservatorship yes and adoption mm -hmm. and that's where there's a distinction in this whole situation right. and and, and I, I, that's presented itself because you take a young man and put him under conservatorship mm -hmm. that means you family whoever is the conservator owns the rights to anything that happens in that young man or woman's name right yeah that has it in there and it hasn't in the case too the conservatorship meant the family was able to make deals in his own name um and this is his word against theirs but he does say at the time he thought it was adoption papers mm -hmm. and it was a conservatorship yeah. so that's where that's where i think the real cross is going to be trying to figure out you know because that's just you know he versus she right you know yeah. who's right there i'm just wondering since he was so <laughs> underage and so they're going to try to use the 18. yeah so he's adult but there's there's a difference still you're still an impressionable yeah uh young minded yeah you don't know you you have not been exposed to the legalese and the way of the writing of attorney's documents you don't know at that time right to take that document right. and go to another attorney because he's the family you think you're family right you don't you don't know to take that document and take it to somebody else and say, hey, can you look at this for me Yeah. at that age? Yeah. One, you don't have the money to do it. And two, you probably are not close to anybody. Like there's probably attorney friends that you and I, if somebody brings something to us, we can run it by and say, yo, man, make sure. Is that good for me? And they ain't going to charge you nothing. Right. Right. But that wasn't the case with him. And I think that's where there's going to be uh, some things to discuss with, with this. Well, he's going to he's going to have a case, but you know people who are savvy with their money and know the law or have people who you know a team of lawyers which i'm i'm assuming that they've probably been working on this thing for a long time to make sure that they trump tight on what they're trying to get accomplished i i think he's going to be fighting an uphill battle but um you know i'm hoping that I mean, I'm, I'm calling. I mean, him, even if he just gets man. it, even if he just gets it out of conservatorship, he wins, right? Yeah. Because they can't, they can no longer use his name. Yes, they may at the end of the day feel as though they won because they dang near hit. But I'm wondering if uh, I don't think they had control over his NFL money, though. No, no, okay. no. that's him. No, okay, that, that's a good deal. But um, again, this this story is is not unique to to michael and it also hits it can hit in a lot of different directions so you know i know the michael Orr story is one that is a young man who was taken out of poverty and you have this rich well-to-do family bringing them in taking care of them you know it's a little different from a young man who's coming into money gets money and then you have, like we discussed in the last section, you have 
all the other pitfalls that start to come in. And then we had mentioned that it's hard, right? It's hard. That Now, that's where I want to go next. So yeah. we're dealing with that now because we have NIL situations okay. where young men are making, you know, shoot, uh, uh, the young fella, Ilya Malova uh, at Tennessee is due $8 million. My question so to you. I this got stuff a question is coming. I got a question. Yeah. yeah. That's one this is my question for you, E. So you got guys making money. Mm-hmm. And some of this stuff is accessible on the internet for everybody to see. So you got businessmen, you got women, you got family, you got a lot of different avenues coming to you. You got, you got your baby sister's third cousin, you know, re- reaching out to you, right? About hooking you up with something. Why is it hard, E? Tell me, why is it hard to say no you know, and it's different aspects, right? Mm-hmm. Women. Why is it, why do you think it's hard for these guys to say no? Business. Why is it hard for guys to say no? Family. Why is it hard to say no? Well, I, I think with, with women, it, some in some instances, is because your dating pool expands immensely. One. Um, when you're in high school, I mean, now in the, you know, you have like guys like Mikey Williams who are making a tremendous amount of money. You have Instagram and you, you have accessibilities that we didn't have coming up. So you were usually re- regional, but now you have people jumping in your DMS like crazy and you're getting a, an attention that you got on a basketball level and a regional level. But when you're talking about you know, Tiger Woods type, you know, or Michael Jordan. And you're kind of going into that space. You're talking about a different type of women. You're and getting so, attention like you're a woman. Yes. Right? Yes. In a, because, in a way. because traditionally women get that kind of right. attention where guys yeah. are constantly in her DM and she's like, nah, 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 nah. But when you're a guy and you're getting that kind of attention, it's like, whoa, whoa. And they all bad. Yes. <laughs> and they bad. And they bad. So you that's where on the on on that perspective. You know, you're talking about fringe family cousins or whatever. It's hard because you want you want people to win. And you don't want to come off as a lot of people especially in the community try to say, "Oh, you oh, you you done made it. You you brand new now. Oh, you you different now. Oh, you." And so Sometimes you try to alleviate that parts of you it. Move away from the hood. So you 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 try to <laughs> evade it, yeah. and then they they that's that's the type of ramifications that come back at you. Now, when you talk about family, you want family to win. You know, you won, and especially if family you you maybe told mom, "I'm gonna get you that house on the hill" or whatever. You want to do that, but when you do that, you got to know that every others is going to come out the woodwork and if you say no guess what they're going to do they're going to go back to other family members and they're going to go back and, and have these conversations about you that is not uh positive it's not favorable it's very negative talk to me about business opportunities yeah how do you know now you got potentially millions of dollars how do you know what's a good business deal? How do you decide who you're going to go into business with? So I tried to surround myself with like my father, who I knew is a man of integrity. He was an officer in the Air Force. I, I always knew he's a man of integrity. Um, and then I, I had what I did was I had multiple people that would do oversights. 
So they would do checks and balances. So if I had uh, one attorney, I'd have two. So that way one could check the other. Or if I had an accountant, I have multiple so that there would be uh, checks and balances on them. That That's kind of what. But then I got into a situation where a friend brought a friend. The deals initially was working. We sold a couple properties. We did some good real estate business. It was good. You know, so I, I ended up getting, I think, a million dollar credit line or, or more. Maybe it was more than that. And um, we did some 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 business only to find out that, like Cluster, you said, these these young people are smart and in their smartness, they've created uh, scam teams. So they put in place. I ended up losing, I, I want to say, about one point three million dollars on oh, a three point wow. five million dollar real estate deal. Now. The real estate was legit. It was it was a deal. We looked at all of the the information, the documents, but they had a team that worked in the bank. They had a team that worked in the appraisal office. They had somebody. So it was a multifaceted scheme that all the players involved, no matter what we brought to them, they were able to back up, hide it, back it up, document it. And we asked specifically about an easement on the property. If that easement is not a factor, it's a $3.5 million property. We talked about the easement. We took it to multiple people. Um, they lied about it. We bought the property. So it was really only worth 1.3. And it was a great location. Everything was good. And we sold all of the space up uh, opposed to the easement. And that's that's where it killed us. But it's just something that it happens. Yeah, it happens. It's unfortunate. It happens on bigger scales and probably the scale that I was on. But nonetheless, those are the type of situations that happen. And uh, break it down. We've got to go one more break. Okay. But go ahead. Break it down. My follow-up question would be, in this business deal, when you look back, what would you have done different? Um, you know, just for people who are listening to this, who have that kind of money, that have people coming at them, how would you do it differently? In that, in that, in, uh, that's a hard one because we actually did other deals where we made money. So with these people, yes, that's tough. So that's, that's, the that's a tough system you're going up against. Yeah, it was, it, that was a tough. One. I don't know. That was a tough you, one to sniff. Did you know them? So, did, did so he was bring, he was brought to me, okay. and so that's where yeah. the the pro So it was a slow vetting. It was a couple of low key deals to kind of test it. And, and this is similar to how the Madoff situation happened because those people invested, they were, they, they did some low key investments, got paid on it. It's coming back at 12%. Hmm. Yeah. If I put more in, so now they're going all in the money comes for a little bit. Then all of a sudden it's a hard thing to sniff out. So I would say this, there are some great scammers out there. And my only advice is you have to, vet 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 and do business with people who you know have a track record so you have three four five references there's people that you can go to that you know this person has done good business and they've done it for years mm -hmm. so that's another thing they've done this good work for years and you know that they're you know like you said a people of integrity so that's how I would do it with the business part. But like you said, there's good scammers out yeah. there and they know how to get you. Sometimes it's just, it's a, it's a part of the getting and sometimes it's not. And I think in this situation regarding Michael Orr, it was one of those that um, the vulnerabilities of the heart got 
you that's know, a tough got tainted. It's a tough one. That's a tough one. Uh, we'll be back to finish it up right here on WTF. We talk facts right after these few messages.